This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 245. We are the Fight Disciples. This one is dedicated to the world of boxing. You can subscribe to this nonsense via iTunes. Just search Fight Disciples and all our Android feeds are on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, it's all at Fight Disciples, so make sure you come and join us on there. We're on Facebook too as well. Now, uh, before we start the show and talk about everything that happened at the weekend, and let's be honest, there's a lot to talk about from the weekend. I just want to take us back to last Thursday and thank you for all your lovely messages uh, regarding an award ceremony that myself, uh, Nick and young Mike uh, attended in Leeds. It was for the Radio Academy Awards, the Champions League of Radio Awards, uh, the highest of the high, and we were nominated in the uh, best sports category. We came second. So that's all I'm going to talk about because we don't celebrate second. But no, I just we don't. Want, I just want to say... I'm thank- glad you went there with that. I just want to say thanks for the messages because people that... Are, it, listen, you supporting us, subscribing to us, listening to us on a week-by-week basis, interacting with us on social media means more than finishing second in a bloody awards ceremony. So thank you very much for being asked, sending us a message. Job done, right? We'll move on and we'll try and win it for you next year, right? Absolutely. One thing that I want to say about Leeds is this. Now... I was in charge of the itinerary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you fucking were in charge of the itinerary. We can't check in till two o'clock, lads. You were fucking in there by half eleven. Wait a minute. So Dog's trick. It was a dog's trick because I knew that I booked as a fucking plush gaff. So I thought, we've got a few quid in the coffers here now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Thank you to the Gorilla King t-shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to book us a nice apartment. Rather than get us individual mm-hmm. hotel rooms, we'll have a plush apartment in the centre of Leeds. And it was as well. It was the bomb. So it is right out, didn't I? You did. Absolutely. I now Yourself especially. Well, knowing full well, the, the last that I booked it off, she said, listen, don't rock up till two because my cleaner's going to be in there. It'll all be job done. Anyway, she sent me a text at 11 saying that it were done. So I didn't tell the lads. I set off on, from my trek. These boys came over from Liverpool. I'm in there at fucking 12 o'clock picking my room. I've got the en suite, you name it. I've got the plush king size, and I? I'm Sunken in there. bedroom and all that That's shit. That's it. The lads turn up. He's like, oh, what time did you get here? Oh, I've been here two hours, lads. Enjoy myself. Feet up. Anyway, you got looked after. You got a nice bedroom, didn't you? I had a nice be- double bedroom. Yeah. That's Nothing right. Wrong with it. Young Max on sofa. He can sort himself out, right? Yeah. Then, just to pay me back, this is what Nick did. Now, I said... We'll get into Leeds nice and early. The ceremony's at six, half six, right? For a bit of a drinks reception. So we'll get into Leeds early in the afternoon and, I'll, and we'll all go out for a lovely meal. Proper yep. slap-up dinner. We'll, have, we'll go to one of my favourite restaurants in Leeds. We'll have a sit-down, a few beers, a bit of wine, a bit of something to eat, and we'll have a good time. Absolutely. So the lads were there, right? I'm at the door trying to fucking get out. Say, come on, but look, listen, just dump your bags and let's get into town. Let's have a few bevies, you know what I mean? It's a big day today. This guy goes, just give us a minute. And he disappeared. <laughs> And he, all I could hear was him laughing. That's all I could hear. I'm thinking, what the fuck is he doing? They thought nothing of it, right? He got, goes, and he comes back, he comes out of where he was, and I thought, why has he been over that end of the apartment? There's only one room over that end of the apartment, and it's mine. And I knew full well what you'd done at that particular moment because you were pissing yourself. I've gone over to the ensuite bathroom, and he has clogged it. Absolutely clogged it. We are Loch Ness Monster, aren't you? <laughs> Why did you go on my bog? Why don't you just go into the main bog? Because it's about respect, Adam. And you should be very little by arriving early, taking the big room for yourself. So you did a turd in my room? Listen, you weren't the one up till three in the morning posting T-shirts and envelopes to pay for that room. That's all I'm going to say. And yes, I didn't flush it. Because that was the level of respect I showed you. An unflushed turd. <laughs> big shout out to Bobby Foydo who fueled the early part of that. You know, Because he gave us the bottle of uh, Proper 12. I tell you something. We were on the proper twelve. Yeah. The main man gave us a bit of a follow on uh, Instagram, didn't he? Give yeah, us a bit did. of a thought. What did he? What did he post? Oh, that's proper. Yeah, he did. That's proper. We're talking the about lads, Mr. Lads Mr. McGregor now. Mr. McGregor sent us a message, didn't he? Because he saw that we were on the old proper twelve. Yeah. And this isn't blowing smoke up his ass. It's actually a nice whiskey. Oh yeah. I, I thought it tastes like turd. It was just going to be uh, yep. something that is being sold off the back of his name. It's actually quite nice. Yeah. Turd. Yeah. There you go. Proper twelve. Mm. Contact at fightdisciples.com for all sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> That's that. That's Leeds. Job done. Yeah, exactly. Let's not go to town on Leeds. You know, let's not talk about the fact that fucking Mike was dancing till three in the morning like some kind of crazed lunatic. Mm. Um, or that me and you sat with various studio execs telling them how they should be running radio <laughs> stations in 2018. 
I sat with someone whose name and radio station shall not be divulged, but I remember pissed up telling them how to run his radio That's station. It. You need to sack this guy, this guy, this guy, and put me on. That's <laughs> been, basically what you said. My, my entire lifetime experience with broadcasting is three years of podcasting. <laughs> now I'm telling this guy how to run a national radio station. That's it, man. Good enough, though, man. That's listen. it. You listen. This guy, this guy, this guy needs to go. Yeah. Then you need to get me in. That's exactly, basically yeah. what, what's exactly. going down. That was Pretty Nick. much. That's it. Pretty much. So then we had, uh, obviously, Friday of trying to uh, recover because we're old men now. Yeah, Once we've been on the uh, Jaeger bomb still God knows what time in the morning, you've got to take a full day's worth of recovery. And to be fair, even into Saturday, I was still a little bit ropey. <sighs> now, when I looked at the boxing schedule on Saturday night, I'm thinking to myself, right, I've got a radio show to do. I've got to cover all the stuff from Brentwood. Then mm-hmm. I've got to stay up to watch all the stuff from Boston. Yeah. Then I've got to watch all the stuff from Las Vegas. Then I've got to watch all the stuff from Orlando. Too much. Yeah, I'm all for more and more and more. I'm, Way too much. I'm all for it. There's not one person listening to this show right now that watched everything at the weekend. No, there isn't. There absolutely isn't. You can't have done it. It can't be done. I had a fucking good go, I'm telling you. Yeah. Spent most of yesterday watching boxing. And even this morning before I left the house, I left the house, uh, I was on the 8.47 train and I literally turned the boxing off at 8.35. Thanks for that. And ran round to a train station. Cheers. Thanks for bit that. Of, bit of information that's there. It. You don't have to prove to me that you're due diligent on the show. No, mate. no, I yeah, that, but that's what I mean. I was fucking up to the minute. And I still haven't watched it all. Hmm. I still haven't watched it all. Sorry. What, what, what have you not watched then? I, I, I just had to swerve Orlando. What, the World, World Boxing, Boxing Super Series? Yeah. Hmm. You I just haven't good, caught up with it. Like You missed a couple of good main events. Obviously, you know, I looked at Vegas and I looked at Orlando. And well, I, I've not I, watched Vegas. Aha. Right, okay. So, so let's you do Vegas, I'll do Orlando. Okay, but tell you what, let's start with Brentwood, shall we? Yeah, fucking hell. Right, you want to start there, do you? Let's start with Brentwood. Let's get Brentwood out the way so yeah. we can get on to the shit that was actually brilliant. Right. Two years ago, yeah. I said on this show, Anthony Yard's the real deal. He's going to be amazing in the light heavyweight division. Two years later, I'm still waiting to find out. I know. Listen, we've had this argument so many times, haven't we, about Yard. Yard isn't a former GB Olympian. He can't buatsy his way to the top. He hasn't got the skill level. What, did he have 10 amateur fights, 12 amateur fights? He's learning on the job. He needs time. On paper, right? This guy wasn't too bad. This guy took yield from the distance. Is that a good? Is that a? Is that a measurement stick? <laughs> no, it's not. I said that like it was some fucking right. Listen, incredible I'm, achievement. What you're saying, I'm on board with. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but, but then when this Argentinian it. turns up and he's a little fat fella, you think, fuck yeah, sake. And then don't sell it as the fucking main event, and then he's Absolutely. the next Nigel Ben. Exactly. Don't sell that to me. No. Do you know what? Garton Corcoran would have been an amazing main event Absolutely. for this fight. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? You know fucking riots in the crowd aside. Mm. It was packed when they were fighting. Yeah. But then they had that on, which was amazing. Great fight. Fucking unreal. We're going to come on to that in a second, I'm sure. Then they had some young fucking lad who's in his fourth fight floater. <laughs> Only Frank goes, it's 10.30 at night, lads. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we need right yeah. now rather than the actual main event. Just a floater to Just kill stick, the atmosphere. Stick a little float on there. Stick a I'll little four-rounder on. The floater's done a thousand tickets. Let's put them on now <laughs> to make sure everybody else fucks off before Yard comes on as well. By the time Yard made his ring walk, there was no one in there. Yeah, it was fucking dead mm. because they were all in for Corcoran, um, Garton, British title fight because it was an all London affair for the British title and it was a war. Yeah. Then the rest of them that were in there had paid to watch that young kid, the floater. Yeah. Don't put him on next, Frank. And then Yard comes on in front of n- absolutely nobody. Looks three weight divisions above some little fat Argentinian who on paper, honestly, I'll be honest, going into this fight on Friday, I'm looking at the bill and I'm like, right, okay, Sakira looks at his record. Okay, I'll give it to you. Listen, I was there when Ricky Atten was fighting Toka Pudwell and shit like that. I, I get what he's doing with Anthony Yard, but when the guy stepped in the in the ring, I'm like, Yard's just way bigger. He's just a fucking monster, what, and he's just bullying you. So yeah. what's your what's my problem learning? is what's he learning yeah, here? He's not getting anything out of it. He's just bullying some South American little fat fella everywhere yeah. who, on paper, as I say, is is decent level, but in reality, Yard's just blowing him away. I listen. I hope Yard is actually getting top quality sparring because for me. Is Yard top three light heavyweight in the country? No. I don't, I don't think he is. No, he's not. I don't think he is. Well, if, well, if you think top three, Callum Johnson's one. You've got uh, Hosea Burton and Joshua Boazzi, both, in my opinion, above him. So four, at worst. Is Frank Bullioni better than him? Probably. It's hard to say because he's never fought from anybody. A, from a British champ, you've got to yeah, say he is. Boazzi, Johnson. He, he hasn't beaten anybody in the top 10, top 15, has he? Nope. From Britain. 
That's not what he's done at this moment in time. And as you said... Hosea Burton, fucking, I'm telling you, skill-wise... Yeah, he'd, he'd jab his head off all night. Hosea would, would potentially jab his head off. This is the problem with Yard. We, we just don't know how good he actually is because we've never actually seen him in with anybody that yeah. is competitive enough and that's to cool. throw a punch back in his direction. You are right in what you said. It's yeah. cool that, but don't bill it as something that it's not. Exactly, exactly. You know, so what's Yard now? 17-0, 17 fights in. Still never really fought anybody of mm. note. Nobody has come back competitively. And you know what? You can't knock Yard for it. No. All Yard can do is fucking go through whoever's in front of him like a dose of salts. And that's exactly what he's doing. And this is what Frank is a master at. Frank is great at this. But Frank needs to be careful because boxing isn't this anymore. No, it's not. Boxing's fucking Lomachenko. It's Buatzi fast-forwarding to a British title fight in his seventh fight. Boxing has changed. Like The, the viewership has changed. We want to see people in big fights early on. Yeah. And I think a lot of boxers are like that as well. Like, fuck it, man. I don't want to do 20-0 and before I have a t- British title fight. I want to be ready. Frank's way worked for the last generation. The Calzaghis, the Ricky Hattons, the Prince Nazims, fucking Frank nailed it. This was what it was about. It was about building this fan base slowly. It was about, you know, bringing people to arenas, bringing WBU world title fights, pretending they're real title, <laughs> title fights for five or six years before you actually get a proper world title fight. We get it. We fucking absolutely get it. We were there. I was on that journey with you. But British boxing in 2018 isn't that. No. It's not that anymore. And we need to... Yard needs a proper measuring stick. He needs a proper fight. Mm. Desperately. Because what? people are waning interest. The fucking arena was empty. It was empty. I'm telling you now, if that was Buatzi in the main event in a, on the same card, not a fucker leaves. No way. People are coming in later. People are watching on telly going, shit, Buatzi's on down the road and we're going to run down by a ticket. Mm. Yard fought in front of hundred, hundreds of people. That was it because everyone had fucked off. I know loads got thrown out, but that was what was disappointing to me because I'm like, we're try- you're trying to build something with Yard. And I just feel like the boat is starting to sail away. Mm. We've got to see him in a proper fight soon. Mm. There was a great fight on there, though. Oh. The British title fight between Corcoran and, and uh, Garton was absolutely outstanding. Yep. The comeback from Garton was pff, fair play, son. Yep. A- absolutely fair play. And as you just said, it deserved to be top of the bill. That deserved to be the thing that everybody talks about, even though Mike Goodall's on the mic during the fight going, you're letting your families down. You're letting your families down. I love Mike. Stop what you're doing. Look at you, you morons. <laughs> it was a proper turn up in the crowd, wasn't it? They were all yeah, giving it, was it fucking, some. It was quite horrific, to be honest with you. Um, it was quite full on. And it was, you know what? For me, That's it, happened now on a couple of t- occasions in Brentwood. Yeah, it has. Brentwood's it happened at the last Because if you remember last time, Anthony Yard came out the dressing room to protect his family at one yeah, point, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, it was. It, it happens a lot, yeah. And you know what? I think the Border Control will probably look at it now and go... Fuck Brentwood off as a venue. Mm. Either the Essex boys just like to like a piss up too much and like throwing throwing gloves, or you know, you know what the problem is. I, I I maintain that people who go to boxing and start fights in the audience in the crowd. I've never actually been to a fucking boxing gym and learned how to box. Yeah, they just go get a skin full of ale and think they're all fucking Rocky Balboa. Yeah, and that's the that's the annoying thing. But it was a uh, it, it was it was bad man. At one stage, I've seen obviously we've all seen the vibe, probably the you know, social media footage now people's phones. It got pretty fucking full on. And it was a shame because Garton Corcoran for like from rounds two to four, no one was watching it in the crowd. They were still trying to settle the fucking crowd down. Meanwhile, these two were going to absolute war. Mm. It was a bloodbath, wasn't it? Mm. An absolute bloodbath. I loved it. Real tear up, phone box fight, call it what you will. Absolutely fucking class. I'd love to see them go at it again. Do I think either of these guys goes beyond this? No. no. Corcoran, obviously, he had that mad world title fight with fucking Jeff Horn. <laughs> Completely froze. He didn't throw, He didn't freeze here, though. He, he went for it, and both of them super fit, both of them high output, neither of them lacking, you know, carrying a real big punch. And ugly elbows, headbutts, the lot. Fucking great. Proper British title fight. Proper throwback title fight. I loved it, man. <laughs> loved it. I'd say it was, it was a disservice to that that it was topped by a WBO intercontinental bullshit fight because that deserved top billing. Mm. Did anything else catch your eye on, on Brentwood? Because I'm going to move it on because, like you said, there's so much boxing to talk about. We'll be here for yeah. three days if we do, if we talk every single fight. Um, not really. Disappointed, obviously, for Corcoran. That's three defeats now all in the 11th round. Stopped three times in the 11th round. It's a proper bogey round for him. I wanted to come on here, I'll be honest, and I wanted to get excited about Nathan Gorman, but I'm not. Sorry. Let's move on. 
Why is he fighting the same guy who fought in his fucking fourth or fifth pro fight? Mm-hmm. Is this guy was he a replacement? This Polish guy? I don't know. I don't know enough because there's so much boxing going on. I just went, oh yeah, Gorman, great. Sazanowski, I'm sure he's fucking fought him. Quick look, yeah, he beat him in his fourth, fifth fight by stoppage. Mm. Now he goes the distance with him. Kids treading water. I'm hearing great things. He's sparring David Price. Everyone's saying he wants to fight Daniel Dubois. This is happening, that's happening. And then he put him in with a guy he's already beat fucking 10 fights ago. Gorman, for me, he needs a fight to move forward. He, this should have been Gorman against someone half decent. Maybe someone who Dubois has just beat. Sparking him out, getting on the mic, going, bring me Daniel Dubois, let's build it up. But instead... You know, it was a fast-forward fight. It was mm. like, oh, you went six round with the guy's beat already. No, no thanks. Mm. Boston, then? Boston, baby. Let's do Boston, right? Let's do Boston. Again, let's speed through this because there's so much to talk about. Me mate was there, Connor. Your new Boston. mate. Me mate, yeah. Your new mate, rocking up to watch uh, there, Kate, yeah. Katie Taylor. Me mate um, Okay, Tommy Coyle, American debut, went to plan. Boss. Enjoyed it? Yeah, very much so. Um, loved it. Scott Quigg. Highlight of the weekend for Tommy Coyle, though. Oh, debugging. Debugging Eddie in, oh. who had no bills on. Oh, fucking oh, tremendous. <laughs> Absolutely the highlight. Obviously, everyone follows their social media, that entire camp, and they're just debugging everybody. Did you see Nigel get done on the train, yeah. on the tram, and the woman moved and he just fucking sat in the seat? Brilliant. Great stuff. But the highlight, of course, was uh, was Eddie getting debugged at breakfast. He got proper bad. I don't know if he grabbed his bills and his shorts, but his ass was out on everything. I thought, fucking brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Billion quid, can't afford undies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Quigg. Ferocious for five minutes. Great. Nice to see him back. Nice yeah. to see Scott Quigg doing what Scott Quigg does. And, and I didn't realise this. Again, because there had been so much going on in the world of boxing. I didn't realise he stepped up in weight again, up to 130 pounds. I didn't realise that's where he was at. I thought he was still down at 126, but he's not. And now they're talking, because they were talking in the week about world title opportunities. Yep. And I thought at 126, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're going to struggle because of look at all the talent that he's currently knocking about that one holds belts and two is fighting for belts in the upcoming months. Yeah. At 130, it becomes a little bit more realistic. Absolutely. Because I think the talent pool is a little bit more diluted than it is in the weight category below. So there's an yeah. opportunity there for Scott to really kick on in 2019. And he looked strong at 130, didn't he? He looked very good, yeah. He looked very strong. And it was a decent opponent for him. It was a bit of a banana skin opponent, that Briones. He's been there before. He's wore the T-shirt. So it was a good test for him. But mm. listen... Um, Tevin Farmer well hang on a minute Kate we're Taylor. going to come on to no Tevin Farmer on this bill defends his world title he's on the Rocky Canelo undercard yeah mate if I was Scott Quigg I'd be like fucking get me in with Tevin yeah. Farmer I'll take that fight all day mm. it's a tough fight don't get me wrong but yeah. fuck it it's a world title fight go for it mm. Katie Taylor needs Cecilia Brackhouse I know last week you were yeah. talking about uh, various other opportunities for her which is going to need those American girls to come down in weight to meet Katie yeah. maybe at the weight in between and that has got to happen now because she's just too good. She takes the piss. There's no real... There is. She takes the piss. She does take the piss. I mean, she just absolutely kicked the shit out of one Serrano. She'll batter the other Serrano as well, even though yeah. Amanda does, you know, she's she's a little bit better. But I still think Katie will give her a good idea. There is no challenge for her at this weight category. She's no. got to go up and someone like a Brackhouse, who is the undisputed champion at two weight categories above, has to come down to meet her in the middle yeah. for a super fight. And I'm led to believe that Brackhouse is up for it. And if that is doable, let's make that happen. That's a big fight, yeah. I'd like to still like to see her fight that Delphine Pearson, the Belgian girl who's like undefeated in a trillion fights but never fought outside of Belgium, the WBC champ. Because mm. I think that's what Katie wants to do is unify this weight class. Um, and with the zone money and everything else, they can afford to do it. Katie as well has been confirmed for the Canelo Rocky undercard, so hopefully we get a big yeah. fight there. I'll be honest, watching Katie Taylor for me, and I don't want to say this insulting in any way to women's boxing or women's sport, but she's like, she's fucking perfect. She's perfectly well balanced. She turns her shots over perfectly. She's just light years ahead of every opponent that she faces because technically she's so good. She moves so well. Mm. I think right now, you know, I enjoy watching Katie Taylor as much as, like, she's one of my, she's literally, I'd say she's top 10, my favourite boxers to watch on the planet, mm. bar none, weight mm. divisions, whatever else, because she's fucking superb. Mm. And as you say, the quality of the opponents right now is what's letting her down. I think this this girl, Serrano, this was a stand-up opponent. This was one of the best girls available yeah, right course. now. She was a legitimate contender, and she absolutely fucking took it to school. Mm. I think the only thing that hasn't got Katie Taylor an undefeated record and shitload of knockouts, like some of our most favourite fighters like AJ, whatever else, is the two-minute rounds. That's the only thing working against Katie Taylor. I think if she's in three-minute rounds, she's undefeated with stoppages. They're all stoppages. But it's easy to survive two minutes mm. in a boxing ring. 
You can't survive three minutes of the onslaught that Casey Taylor does. People can survive two minutes. And that's the only reason that's gone against her. That's why a lot of women's boxing goes the distance because the two-minute rounds are easier to negate through. Like there's a, Serrano there just survived for most of that fight. One of the top contenders, she just survived. Could she have survived if there were three-minute rounds? I would argue no. Mm. Does women's boxing need to look at three-minute rounds to make it more entertaining so we get more stoppages? Do we want more stoppages as women's boxing? I don't know. That's a debate for a different show. But for me, Katie Taylor, she's so fucking entertaining to watch. I'm banging to watching her. One person that isn't as entertaining to watch is Kid Galahad. He's got such an awkward style. Yeah, it just doesn't necessarily cool style in it. It, it, just, it doesn't. It doesn't tend sometimes to ignite. And at the weekend, it didn't really catch fire for me. Listen, the kid's now mandatory for the winner of uh, Frampton versus Warrington, and another's a a little bit of chat there between all of those fighters. Yeah, Barry fancies it. So, um, am I am I excited about that in 2019? Not at this moment. I'm not. It, it doesn't no. really light my candle like Frampton Warrington lights my candle Listen, on December 22nd. Whoever wins December 22nd certainly ain't going to be calling out Kid Galahad's name on the microphone. I think Kid Galahad probably needs to go in a different direction, to be honest with you, because... He will be mandatory for that IBF belt. Yeah, no, yeah, but I just don't think either of them would fight him. I think Warrington... There's bigger fights. Absolutely, there's bigger fights out there. Yeah, you know, if Warrington gets the win over Frampton, then he's talking about Leo Santa Cruz, then he's talking about, you know, that kind of... He wants to go do something that Frampton didn't do or couldn't do a second time. And for Frampton, for me, the big thing for the weekend that I took away was, did you see how Frampton was watching? Um, Tevin Farmer. Tevin Farmer. Yeah, he was in there, he wasn't was he? was fucking glued to it. Didn't take his eyes off it. And I was thinking, I get what Carl's after here. Because even when they spoke to again. Jamie Moore in the commentary, they said, um, obviously, Kid Galahad here, you're going to be watching this fight closely. And he was like, I'll watch it, but Carl's not going to watch it. I'll be honest, Carl's not interested in fighting Kid Galahad after 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 Warrington. It's not it's not the direction he wants to go. He's looking for bigger things. Yeah, I'm like yeah, bigger things means a move up in weight division. Yeah. and another world title belt to basically fucking cement Frampton's legacy as a what will that be three weight world champion? Yeah, yeah, incredible. Mm. And Farmer, let's talk about him, right? Let's talk about Farmer, man. No wonder he's Listen, so, no wonder he's fucking bog eyed with them shorts on. Mate, His shorts were like a bloody kids' colouring book. I'm it? a huge fan of gay pride, so I'm all into it. <laughs> I'm like, mate, fucking preach, brother. I'm on your team. I'm glad that we've got a out gay world champion right now. You can't say things like that. Why? He's got the full pride ring on. <laughs> the uh, I tell you what did make me laugh regarding uh, Tevin Farmer. Do you know, like when you when you spar somebody, yeah, there's tells within the shot that they're going to throw. Yeah, shoulders, hips, feet position. Yep. You kind of know what's going to come your way. Eyes are one of the things that you look at. You're thinking, right? He's fucking checking out the body. He's coming yep. downstairs at some point, right? That's what he's doing. Seven farmer, you thinking, where the fuck is he looking? I can't see these shots coming, man. Do you know Get what, out of the way! Do you know what makes it worse as well? Not only is he completely cross-eyed, but he has this weird habit of looking out of the ring. Have you noticed? When, when he's when he's in exchanges, and then you, you'll step across, maybe cutting the ring off or whatever. He looks outside the ring as he. Th- it's like a it's like Bobby Firmino. He's got that goal celebration where if it's an open goal, he looks away and puts yeah, it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farmer has this thing where he throws a jab, but he looks outside the ring, so he's cross-eyed and he's looking in the opposite direction. No, no I don't You're think. Fucked. No, I don't Zero think. Zero tells. I don't think he's looking. That's just to get his good eye on you. <laughs> That's what it is. Glances right to get his good left eye and yet right on focus. <laughs> Instead of watching a pop, popcorn salesman on his left, he just gives it a quick glance so he can see it. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Fuck me, Mo. I'll tell you something. Fantastic work from him at the weekend. Even, yeah, though, you can't, fucking brilliant. even though you can't tell where he's looking, yeah. his body work was absolutely he's outstanding. outstanding. Do you know what he did, though? He did his homework, didn't he? Let's be honest with you. Tennyson's just come out of that amazing fight with Martin Ward, which was one of the best fights in Britain this mm. year, where he was on the floor, got back up, and then he stopped Ward. It was a fucking belter. Do you know what I mean? It was one of the best fights we've seen. And I ain't begrudging Tennyson getting this world title up. I know people are saying, oh, he, it's about levels. He's not this level. No, he isn't. But he's just had a fucking cracker there to come back from. He deserves this chance. He deserves a shot at a world title. So mm. good on him. But, you know, farmers, people have just gone, well, Ward just dropped the shoulder and hit him with the left of the body. Let's try that. Yeah. And he, that, that, yeah, that shot couldn't miss all night. A <laughs> couple of things on, on Tevin Farmer. For any young fighter listening to this, you don't need to have an O to be brilliant because yep. he was brilliant at the weekend and I think he, uh, in his first eight fights, he only won four of them. So um, just bear that in mind. Zeros mean nothing in this sport. It's how you nope. recover from them. Absolutely. Second thing, the Javonta David. I know that um, Frampton was looking at it and he fancies it and he yeah. will probably get there eventually, but the Javonta Davis fight with Tevin Farmer 
Ooh, yeah. Light yeah. me up, man. Sign me in. Going backwards and forwards already, aren't I? I fancy like, a bit of that. Right. Absolutely, I fa- fancy it. Would there be a, a, a clashing styles between both being southpaws? Um, potentially, yeah, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be, you know, like Kid Galahad where he was stamping all over each other's feet, would it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know. Javonta hits harder. He does it harder, but I would say Farmer's faster. Yeah, faster I would say and more elusive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's a bit sweeter. Yeah. He, he models himself on Sweet Pea, doesn't he, Pernell Whitaker? Yeah, so, he does. Um, I think you would favour him with the movements, but I think Tank just carries so much power. Yeah. And he's such a bully. It's a great shit. It's a great fight. Oh, it's it? a fucking great fight, yeah. Hopefully it can be made. Imagine if it did get made for the Rocky Canelo undercard. Woo! Yes, please. Shit the bird. Absolutely. Were you a bit disappointed in Andrade that he didn't get the finish? Yeah, well, yeah, because obviously I'm watching four rounds and I'm going, mate, you're fucking legit. Yeah. Like, we knew he was legit anyway. He's a former world champion in the weight division below. It just hasn't really caught fire for him. You know, it just hasn't really been able to build any momentum. He was an outstanding amateur. So we always expected him to turn up. And obviously the African kid, Walter. Yeah. Let's call him. Calton Dockwa. Uh, yeah. Walter come in with a huge reputation as a massive puncher, but very little else. But then when I seen when I seen him on the scales on the Friday, I was like, fucking look at the cheekbones on that African kid, man. Jesus Christ, he's weight trained to fuck. And, but Andre looked a lot smaller. But then when I was watching the fight yesterday, and I'm watching the farmer fight, and then he went to the dressing room, and he showed Andre on the pads, and I was like, yeah, it looks cool as fuck. And then he showed the African shadow box in this dressing room and I thought oh mate you're getting fucked <laughs> you're just getting you're going to get bingoed everywhere and that's exactly how the first four rounds played out but I tell you what mate the kid was in there wasn't he Walter wasn't going anywhere and I think at one point Andre kind of went you know what I ain't getting this kid out of here let's just mm. win every round let's play safe well what I thought was like you said the first first four to five alright then let, beat let's, the shit out of him well, dropped go, him four times well, whatever it was. The, the, the first knockdown yeah. wrong or not because he whacked him when he was on the deck well I've li- I made a little note here. Andre should have been DQ'd in the opening round. There you go. Should have been disqualified. Because he was led on the deck when he, when he chinned oh, him. Oh, he chinned him, yeah. He probably hit him as well. Mm. I, I, I can't believe the referee never took a point off. He should have at least had a point taken off there. Because the African corner, Walter's corner could argue, we were never the same after that. Because that was a clean shot. Yeah. It was the left hand that he was, he was he was basically on the floor when he hit him with the left hand. Right across the whiskers, yeah. That did him more damage than the shot that actually put him over. When he went over, it was more of a stumble than anything else. Mm. But that left hand was a proper shot right across the chin. Mm. So I was surprised he never at least got a point taken off. And you know what? If the African then goes, I'm out of it, kid. Nope, that's it. I'm fucked. I think Andre's got to be disqualified. The African's the new champion. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad that didn't happen. Obviously, we don't want to see that shit happen. But in reality, if the African had a bit more to bottom, he goes, fuck this, mate. What, I'm what, licking canvas. What would, that belt's mine. What would Darrell do? Exactly. Darrell would stay away. What would Darrell do? Darrell would stay down. You get back on your feet and you go, oh, yeah. How many fingers you got, ref? Oh, 17. Great. Yeah, mm. bring the doctor in. I'll have that belt. Second knockdown. He's off celebrating, son. He's in the fucking crowd. I know, yeah. Walter's, Walter's terminating it in the corner. He's like, where are you going, lad? I'm getting up. I think, Andre, it's like when you speak to boxers and you go, like, what was that shot like? And you go, oh, you can feel it. Yeah. You feel it right through your knuckle, right up your forearm, yeah. right through your shoulder, and you think, you're gone, son. I think Andre zipped people with that in sparring or early in his career and walked away, the old walk-away knockout. Yeah. And then he's fought the same Walk thing. away, you're on the top turn, buckle. Yeah, but, but Walter, kid, I'm telling you. Yeah made a stay on the stuff. Well, th- this is it. Last week, we were going crazy about Terence, right? Terence puts on a school for 11 rounds, still goes looking for that finish in the 12th. Yeah. Andrade absolutely battered him for four or five rounds. Yeah. He's on the deck four times, and yeah. he's and he's been it clean, right? And you think to yourself, at some point, he's going. But it looked like, to me, in the second half of the fight, Andrade just went, right, I'll just cost through this, fuck it. Which, yeah. doesn't, which doesn't then ram home to me that he's of the elite, elite, elite level. You know what I mean? That killer instinct. Go and finish harsh. the guy. You think I'm being harsh? I think it's a bit harsh, yeah. Listen, I judge everybody by Terence Crawford's standards. Go and finish the guy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But then, you know, Benavidez the other week has got a 50% knockout record. This guy had a fucking 95% knockout record. So I kind of get where Andre's coming from. He's like, why fucking take the chance? Why take the chance now against someone that's only ever got a puncher's chance? Yeah. And to be fair, you know, Paulie Malinacci was talking sense on the commentary as well, where he was saying... Yeah, he's massively behind. Yes, the Africans fucked, but if Andre puts his chin in the area, Walter was still very much upright, nice and clean, big high guard. 
you know, I think well, I think he described as keeping his form. He had, he still kept his form. He still lo- he wasn't like ragged all over the place, winging shots everywhere, mm. just being wild. You know, he didn't look like Deontay Wilder or anything. Walter was still kind of like keeping his shape, everything else, just hoping he'd land that shot. So that's why I think Andre just thought, "Fuck it, man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna piss it on points." Is that what we want to see? No, no, we want to see people go for it. Yeah, you know, this was the best thing about the Katie Taylor fight. She's pissing every round, but then she does something completely un Katie Taylor in the seventh round. She's st- against the ropes puts her hands by her sides right. and just starts calling it in I thought that's it that's what makes you a superstar yeah that's you can't it's the hands tough. behind the bite exactly Connor's in the Connor's, crowd Connor's in the crowd yes. Connor's in the dressing room with her she's shaking about that's what makes her onto sports centre in America that's what makes it one of the clips of the day that's what goes viral yeah. that's your Billy Joe Saunders that's looking it. out into the crowd moments that's what it is because you, you haven't got that knockout power or necessarily you can't I mean, you haven't got enough time in the two-minute rounds in the women's division to knock people out so emphatically. So you've got to do something a bit different, and that's what she did. Did Andre do that? Well, he had the knockdowns. He, he looked sensational. Yeah. I just think it would have it would have fucking been a big risk. And imagine if he gets chinned in the last round, I'm trying to finish him, and we all go, "Oh, what a dickhead!" Now he does it. This guy's the WBO champion. Andre's got to wait another couple of years then to get a shot at the belt mm. before we move on. Go on. Does Billy Joe Saunders beat him on that night? Would he have beat him Saturday night? <sighs> I know it's a twat of a question, but, you know, I'm a bit of a twat. Does Billy Joe Saunders beat Demetrius Andre on that night? Just. Just. You think? Yeah. I know it's a twat of a question because completely different style of boxing, completely different fight. Just. I think I think it would have been a little bit more of a technical affair. Absolutely, of course. And I think Billy would probably have taken it on points. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. But I you thought- reckon Andre could have caught him? I don't know. I would have loved to have thought that he could. But. Yeah. yeah. I think Andre, for me, is very good. Very good. Billy's very very elusive. Billy's very He's good. got very heavy hands. Mm. And I think... Um, Do you think we'll see it? Because who, who, need, who needs Billy Joe Saunders? Well, exactly. He's, 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 you know, he's fucking in charge of the Who Needs Him club, doesn't he? And I think Andre, now with this deal with Matchroom and Dazone... You don't, you don't take like that as a voluntary. Gonna... You don't take it as a voluntary, no. do you? And I can't And I can't see his reaction... The way Billy Joe reacted, yeah. calling people pricks. I can't see the WBO pushing them back up the rankings anytime soon. Mm. So um, I'll do World Boxing Super Series quickly, right? Because the two men events surprised me a little bit because I, I, I expected them to be a little bit more emphatic yeah. uh, than they were. I expected uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez, a man that I saw absolutely pepper Paul Butler uh, for 12 rounds uh, in Cardiff. I expected him to get rid of Maloney, but Maloney, whoa, man. The kid brought the flames, he brought a little bit of fire, and he had Rodriguez in some serious trouble at 7, 8, and 9. And I thought to myself, what, is, what am I watching here? Are we going to see a major upset? But Rodriguez held on, he came through it, and therefore moves on to fight Inoue. I saw um, Dave Allen tweet yeah. at the weekend. Saying, Rodriguez beats Inoue. Rod- Rodriguez is legit, <laughs> he's absolutely unbelievable, and uh, he's going to beat Inoue. Dave, I didn't know that you drunk. I thought that you actually gave up the drink, right? That's where I thought you were at. There's absolutely no way... I'm no. telling you now, Inoue will stop Rodriguez. Even mm-hmm. though he's smaller than him, even though he's, you know the, the range is all with Rodriguez, Inoue will put him to kip. Yep. End of chat. That's yep. where I'm at with that one. It can be it. Uh, and then in the other fight, again, another competitive fight. I genuinely thought Dotikos would take care of Masternak. I thought Masternak's on the other side of the hill now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Masternak did bring it a little bit. He uh, made it a very competitive fight. And again, another unanimous points decision. It comes back to what we were saying last week regarding the World Boxing Super Series. It is a tournament. It's about getting through the rounds, get through the rounds, unscathed, move on into the semi-finals for some serious matchups. Now, Dotikos to fight to beat it, which is a proper fight. I anticipate a stoppage in that one. Um, and I definitely anticipate a stoppage in uh, in Newey versus Rodriguez. Roll on next week. Roll on Glasgow. Roll yeah. on the big boys. So what's happening in Glasgow? Do we know if it's going to be on Utake TV yet? Have we still got to watch it on World Boxing Super Series website, That's YouTube, it. whatever? You're on websites at this moment. There is nothing Fuck's being sake. announced at this moment in time regarding a, a British television deal. It's working online, but it's just a bit of a nightmare if you're out and you need to tape it or you need to you know, get it on the planner as we normally do because there's yeah. that much going on. You can't watch everything at the same time. Yeah. So you want to keep up to date? With well, everything. that's exactly why I didn't watch this event. You know, I, I haven't had a chance yet to go back and watch it because you can watch it as a replay on the website, can't yeah. you? But I just obviously I couldn't record it, so it wasn't on my planner to be able to go su- Sunday, bang, 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 bang. I was Fast like, forward, all that. World Boxing Super Series, I haven't got it yet, so I will try. I will try and catch up with it today, absolutely. Mm. Even though there were two twelve round decisions, but I agree. I think Dorticus will get beat in the semi final stage once again, like he did last season. Yeah. Um, and I think Rodriguez is kind of made for a new way because he's confident, 
He walks forward. He's bullish. He's strong. But I just think a new way. He's got dynamite. He's in got hands. the touch of death. He has got the fucking touch of death. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Tell Absolutely. me about um, uh, Las Vegas. So Las Vegas, yeah. So I watched that yesterday. I, the, saw, I saw Conlon one. Yeah, yeah. The best thing, obviously, the, the, the highlight really was was Michael Conlon continuing his um, you know his progression. It was nice to see him make his Las Vegas debut. Um, beat a guy called Shibaleta. Mm-hmm. Um, he was decent. You know, it was a decent level of forum. Uh, he got seven rounds in the tank before he eventually got the finish. It was a bit of a mercy finish. I think the referee was probably a little bit premature, but it is what it is. Conlon's roadshow rolls on, and hopefully now we see him in, uh, you know, I think he's out again before the end of the year. Is he on that Rocky Field and on the card as well? No, no, he's on the Warrington Frampton Bill yeah. in Manchester Christmas weekend. So uh, Christmas week. So I'm fucking absolutely looking forward to seeing Conlon there because that's going to be a belt of a card now. Uh, but in the main event, um, Rob Brandt beat, beat uh, Ryoto Morata. That's an upset, that. It is, I, a, yeah. I, I would have gone with Morata going into the fight. Everyone did, except me. I went for Rob Brandt. Oh, I fancied Rob Brandt. Um, obviously, Brandt, we'd seen pretty recently, haven't we? Obviously, this was the WBA title fight, sorry. Brandt had lost, didn't he, in the, um, in the World Boxing Super Series? Yes. He lost to Bremer. Yes. Uh, I think that's why people were thinking, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's too much for him. He's, he's not going to do it. Morata's uh, in a real bit of form, but... Mate, bro, for me, Brandt, I think people underestimated him and it felt like Morata underestimated him as well because Brandt started winning rounds and Morata couldn't do anything about it. Mm. And he was trying to change the fight, he, you know, at, at, but he, he just couldn't get past the fact that Brandt was just outworking him, just too busy for him, too strong for him. Mm. I think the Bremer defeat, sometimes defeats like that can do people massive favours because you end up getting world title fights when people think you don't deserve them. Yeah. And then when you turn the fuck up, and people don't because they're like, well, this guy lost to Bremer and Bremer's 50 now. Um, they underestimate you. And that's exactly what I felt like watching that, watching the fight from Vegas. I'm like, mate, you haven't prepped for this kid properly. You've underestimated him big style. You've based everything on your fight on the fact that he lost to Jürgen Bremer, an aging Jürgen Bremer in the opening round of World Boxing Super Series. Mm. And you've gone, well, you know, it's coming down to middleweight. You know, not a. Brandt, you could see, he, he'd approach this like. Okay, I missed out there, but I'm back in my natural weight division, back in middleweight. Watch me fucking turn it on. Mm. And he, at times, he was absolutely pissing it. I think one judge gave it 119. Or two judges, sorry, give it 119, 109. Which tells you everything you need to know. New WBA regular. Regular. World champion. And mm. a new WBO middleweight world champion at the weekend, too, in Good. the same weight category. It's all uh, getting mixed up now in that middleweight. And at the weekend, um, we've got um, Danny Jacobs as well, also in action for the IBF strap. Tell you, it's all moving. It's all moving at one sixty. Sure is. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about uh, other news stories from the week. Um, I'm hearing Pacquiao Brona for January. Someone check on Amir Khan for us, please. You know what I mean. Make sure he's all right because it looks like he's going to be forced down uh, the avenue of some chocolate brownies. He's going to have to get them whiskers out. But I'm hearing that they're up for it, even though uh, there is a rehydration co- clause and all that type of nonsense. Yeah. So we could see Pacquiao Brona and Kelbrook against Amir Khan, January, February of uh, next year. Um, when you saw the pictures on Wednesday morning, I think it was, of Hay and Chisora cuddling each other as a, as a new uh, Proper weird. partnership, it was like seeing two ex-girlfriends yeah. who are now best mates on social media, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sharing stories of how small your dick is. That's basically where, where I was at with it. Yeah, I text Bell, you just with, the, with a Snapchat of the, of the picture, of the, like the news story, and sent it to him, and he just sent me back that emoji of someone shrugging the shoulders, like... Don't even ask. No. Fucking weird. Normally we get a hint weird. of stuff that's going on in boxing. Because Chisora, you know, as well as the rivalry with Hay, which we all fucking remember, they, they had to put a fence between them at a press conference yeah. one time. They fucking hate each other. And then obviously Chisora was one of Bellew's main sparring partners. Chisora was very much team Bellew throughout Chisora the Hay fight. In, Chisora went in Hay's dressing room to watch him have his hands wrapped right, yeah, yeah. for intimidation. Exactly. And, now, and now they're teaming up together. So what went down in that dressing room when he was watching him getting his hand wrapped that no make idea. them go, you know what? We could be best mates. Mm. Weird... We've talked about the hay management thing before. and That's how you get some Tony money. Well, it is, maybe so, yeah, yeah. We've talked about the hay management thing before and my views on it. You know, it's all about it's all about David Hay. You might be managed by David Hay, promoted by David Hay, but your career comes second after David Hay. And I don't know what Chisora will get out of the relationship unless they're going to work together, i.e. spar and technical stuff. Then, yeah, absolutely. You, you can learn from David Hay. Of course you can. Fuck me, of course. But from a management point of view, which is the way it's being sold, David A is going to be his representative. Like, what can at this stage of his career, what can David A bring to the table financially that Derek Chisora can't already? Yeah. Another, there was footage of him using David A's gym and training, you know, in the arches and everything else. Great, great if you're going to use the facilities, but 
At this stage, Derek, do you need David Hay to be going into meetings to discuss conversations for you about fighting Dillian White? Mm. Is David Hay going to put an extra zero on your paycheck? Mm. Or is he just going to stand at the front of the press conference wanting to answer questions himself? It's a weird one. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know enough about the deal to... don't think anybody fucking does to properly comment. But it's a, it's a weird relationship. Very weird. Weird. Speaking of uh, dollars on paychecks, Canelo, 11 fights with the zone for $365 million. They've bypassed Eddie Hearn. They've gone straight to the top of the shop. Yep. It's the richest sports deal in history. I think there was a deal for a baseballer whose name escapes me at this moment in time. A-Rod? Was it no, A-Rod? no, no, it wasn't no. him. Uh, okay. But that was $320 million over a 10-year period. This is over a five-year period, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. 11 fights on the zone. Um, averaging around about three hundred thirty-six point yeah. five million uh, listen, dollars a fight. It's wicked, and it and it generates great headlines. He's never going to have fucking eleven fights on the zone. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, but it's great for it's like, it's like Conor McGregor coming out and going, he's signing a six-fight deal with the UFC. It's not worth eight, the, eight Conor. Well, whatever. It's not worth the painter written on. Doesn't fucking really make much difference. What it does mean is because people are going, oh, he's in, and so much a minute he's in, and so much a second doesn't work like that. It's based on fights. Is he ever going to have eleven fights? Is he fuck? Of course he isn't. But it's a massive deal. It's a massive money maker for him. And you know what? I can't wait to see the first fight in New York, mm. obviously the second fight, the rematch at Anfield. Can't wait for it. It's going to what, be amazing. What does this do for us as consumers and the way that this is now going? Did you take that in? What? You just skated right over He's my... not going to fight at Anfield. Fuck off. He's not coming. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The rematch clause says Anfield, May. Tell I'm me. not even going to entertain this, right? Because you're just going crazy pro-scouse at this moment in time. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> what I want to do is talk about us as consumers of how we then start to consume our content because yeah. HBO have jacked in. After yeah. this weekend, it's the last HBO show yeah. for, for the world of boxing. Showtime have come out and they've said, well, you're all jumping on the bandwagon for this streaming service. But at the end of the day, if they're willing to spend, first of all, a billion dollars with Eddie, yeah. then $365 million with Canelo, yeah. The zone are going for it. 11 sports are coming in and taking over the UFC. Yeah. This is where we're going right now, aren't we? Subscription services. Golden Boy are about to announce their deal with the zone as well. Golden right. Boy is an entity. They've got their own well, deal with the it. zone. It's all part of the same mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? That they're all coming in and I think they're putting on an extra 10 shows with yeah. the zone. So that's how now, through like a Netflix subscription service, we are starting to subscribe to our, our fight sports. Is pay-per-view dead? Because people are paying you $10 a month. Yeah. You're getting your, your monthly subscription or your magazine uh, type programming or your live sports programming you're paying $10 a month if 10 million people are doing that that's an awful lot of cash absolutely and you know what Sky Sky Sports have been incredible in this re- rebirth of boxing in the UK let's fucking say how it is like it is they've, they've been awesome you know say what you want about the magazine shoulder program and all lack of but the actual production values the AJ show everything else this deal with Matchroom which we all hated at first like whoa whoa you can't just go one promoter that's not fair fucking off Ricky Atten fucking off Frank oh, that's, not, that's not fair on British boxing ultimately it's proved to be the right decision because we're in this amazing position that we're in now However, if I was at Sky Sports, I'd I'd be thinking shitting my pants a bit. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is going on? Because because the zone are going to come telling to the you UK. now. If Showtime can be fucking bombed out of this sport, then you better believe your bottom dollar that Sky Sports can be bombed out of this sport as well. So, w- listen. I know they're fucking in with Eddie, the thickest thieves. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit walks, baby. Mm. And if 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 you as a fan, as a consumer, if someone said to me, you can pay. What is it? Six pound a month, seven pound a month for the zone in the US? Ten dollars and eight dollars, whatever yeah, it's it is. Nine nine ninety nine dollars a so, month. So that's probably about eight quid in in real in, in, in quid, proper yeah. money. Yeah. So if someone said to me, "Listen, starting next year, you can just pay eight quid a month, and you're going to get all this boxing." So you're going to get all of the zones, all of Golden yeah. Boys, all the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah. And they're looking to buy more. Exactly. All Bellator is on there as well. Well. Mm, yeah. yeah. But if you're a fight fan. Yeah. It's perfect. It's fucking for se- all For it. seven quid. For seven quid a month. So you don't have to pay your Sky subscription no more or your BT Sports subscription or what, you know what I mean? Because it's fucking, the bollocks is here. You're basically looking at a big show every weekend, at least, well, this weekend, what, three shows? Yeah. In America, there's three shows on the zone. So it's, it's huge. And, it, and obviously it's the way it's going. That's why people fucking watch Netflix now. I, I can't remember the last time I watched the film on Sky Movies, even though I pay for the fucking thing, because I just watch Netflix. Yeah. And this is obviously the way... TV in general is going. Mm. I would be concerned if I worked at Sky Sports. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Um, this week then, we'll go World Title Eliminators first, shall we? A man that's going to Sofia in Bulgaria 
is uh, Huey Fury taking on Kubrat Pulev. Now, fair yep. play to him. He's the man that's put his hand up. We know that Dominic Brazil was offered this fight originally because he was the contender and he decided to bin it off. Dillian White was then next in line. Dillian White binned it off because he got offered the Joseph Parker fight and thought, fuck it, I'll go and fight Joseph Parker on my home turf rather than go to uh, Bulgaria. Yep. Correct decision, in my opinion. Um, and Jarrell Miller's name was also in there as well, but he doesn't want to go to Bulgaria. So next in line is Huey Fury. He's here. World title eliminator for the IBF strap this weekend. Now, I'm a little bit worried about this because Huey is flattered to deceive a bit. And where I'm at with him, last time out against Sam Sexton, brilliant. Absolutely devastating. Look look great. And we know about his illnesses and various things like that with the skin disorder that he, that he had. He's got right medication now. He's feeling stronger at this uh, at where he's at. He's only a 24-year-old kid. Let's just remember this. But everybody will always refer back to the Joseph Parker fight where he danced around the ring and didn't let anything go. He had an opportunity there and he flattered to deceive. It didn't necessarily happen. If he no. does that this weekend, he will get absolutely mugged off. Yeah. He needs to take it to him because to get a decision in Bulgaria, in the, in Kubat Pulev's home gaff, is going to be very, 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 very difficult, even though they probably believe they can do it because they've been to Dusseldorf the Furies before and turned over Klitschko. Well, exactly. And that's where the confidence is coming from. You know, I sat down with Huey a couple of weeks ago and we had that exact conversation and he was like, I've been there. We've done it. It's been done before. We can do it again. And they see Pulev as a, a very similar challenge, you know, a veteran of sport, um, a guy that's been at the top for a long time, obviously completely different style than, than Vladimir, but very much more like uh, Vitaly Klitschko, tough, you know, hard-hitting, gritty. Um, but he's a guy that also, you know, regularly goes through 12 rounds and, mm. you know, he, he worked Chisora over, didn't he? But that was a split decision over Chisora. Um He's had a win over Samuel Peter, a win over Kevin Johnson. He's he's long in the tooth now as well. You know, you've got to argue that Huey Fury is going to be younger, fresher, hopefully a lot more fleet-footed than a, the, a lot of these Pulev opponents previously. He has, he has all the tools to win this weekend. He does. But he's, he's got a... But he's a Fury, so he can fucking win. He can beat any heavyweight on the planet on his day because of the style that he's got. But he's, he's got, got a, this style yeah, which but he's got to engage. negates it way through fights. He's got to engage more. He has, yeah, yeah. And that, that was the difference in, in the Parker fight. It was like the Parker fight, the stuff he was doing well, he was doing, but he wasn't pulling the trigger. Yeah. He was scared to pull the trigger and just go for it. And that's what Tyson didn't do against Vladimir. Mm. Tyson fucking tied Vladimir up in knots and then hit him with the right hand. Mm-hmm. Huey Fury was tying Parker up in knots, but not throwing anything, mm. just backing off and giving Parker the opportunity to come out. Mm. He can't do that against Pulev. There's a lot of pressure on Pulev this weekend. I don't know, in this, in this game, timing is everything and nothing would surprise me if Huey Fury managed to get through this fight. I can't see him stopping Pulev, that's the problem. My big issue is, he can't stop this kid. So to win on points, he's going to have to fucking win pretty much every round. Mm. And that's going to be tough against someone like Pulev, who's very, very good amateur and an extremely good heavyweight as well. That one's on Channel 5, so check that one out. Earlier on in the podcast, I said that it's uh, Glasgow this weekend. It's not. That's November the 3rd. I'm getting carried away because I'm, I'm so giddy for that Glasgow show. Don't wait. I'm get, I, honestly, I'm, I'm climbing the walls for it. However, we do have a British fighter in action this weekend in the World Boxing Super Series in Terry Flanagan. He's over in the States taking on Regis Pogres. It's fucking tough. Yeah. That is proper tough because I said right at the start of this tournament when Progress was announced in it and Josh Taylor was announced in it, that would be the final. Those two boys would be going at it. Um, Terry Flanagan, he's got a massive opportunity. If he goes out there and puts some manners on uh, Regis Pogres, then all of a sudden people are going to start thinking, well, hang on a minute. Nobody saw that coming. Who's this English fella? Uh, and there's another fantastic fight on that card as well in Baranchik against Yejit. Um, World Boxing Super Series, man. At this moment in time, we're getting good fights. We're not getting amazing fights. We're getting good fights. Yeah. But as you said two weeks ago, it's about just getting through to the semi-final. Exactly. It's about getting through unscathed. Unless your name's fucking Inoue. When you yeah. Just, when you just smoke people in the boots just for the fucking hell of it. But at this stage, for me, for anyone in this tournament, it's about getting through unscathed, ready for your semi-final, which is going to be a tougher fight. And I think Progress will be think- thinking the same thing this weekend. It's about getting past this British kid unscathed and moving on to the semi-finals and that's what I like about it because Teddy Flanagan isn't in Manchester he isn't trying to move up a weight division to win a world title for the first time against a dangerous guy like Mo Hooker who's coming fucking super chilled and relaxed and mm. just throwing his spunk and his right hands everywhere Teddy Flanagan is going out to New Orleans as the guy who should be getting beat as the underdog yeah. and I think that suits Teddy Flanagan yeah, probably I think does. Teddy Flanagan likes to be the underdog he likes to be the guy that's the world's against him I just think it's the way he's built mechanically I just think mentally he needs that pressure off him everyone's talking about progress as you say potentially in the final against you know 
this guy looks he measuring everyone's measuring him up for the final already and overlooking Terry Flanagan on the strength of one defeat against Mo Hooker. Mm. Well let's be honest, Terry Flanagan looked poor that night anyway. Mm-hmm. I just think this is the opportunity Terry Flanagan's been waiting for. His career has been waiting for this. He was a lightweight champion for such a long time at the WBO and he, he moved up and we said he's a daring to be great because he was a boring lightweight champion, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. He was a boring champion, couldn't sell a ticket. He dared to be great against Mo Hooker. It backfired on him a little bit, but opportunity knocks here. And I think I would not bet against Terry Flanagan causing an upset against Pergrace because if no, Flanagan it's... can start fast... And if he can start fast, get rounds on the board, Pergrace gets des- desperate, I think Flanagan could catch him down a stretch. Look at you. Always, Fancy back, it, always back a Brit abroad, you yeah, don't of you? Course. Always. Absolutely. That's how we do it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? For anybody tuning Fucking in for the right. first ever time that thinks that we're talking bollocks, it's because we're biased. That's how we roll. Absolutely. Um, now, it's tough. Yeah, it's very tough. Listen, the middleweight. Stupid, it's tough. The middleweight um, landscape is changing dramatically at this moment in time. From one moment of talking about undisputed <clears throat> champions at 160 pounds, we've now got obviously at the weekend Rob Brandt picking up the WBA regular belt. We saw Andrade picking up the WBO belt this weekend. The IBF strap is on the line uh, for Danny Jacobs taking on uh, Darienchenko, which is an unbelievable fight. Darienchenko yeah. has waited such a long period of time for a shot at a world title. But you know what I feel about uh, Daniel Jacobs. I thought that when he fought Golovkin, I thought he beat him that particular night. I think that he is the serious, the serious player at 160. And I think he's the man. And I think he'll come through it this weekend. And then I think he'll go on to maybe fight someone like uh, an Andrade and uh, start to unify this division. Yeah, I would, listen, I fucking love this fight. I absolutely love this fight. Just because, as you say, Davidenchenko has waited for a while, even though he's still a relative novice. He's only a dozen fights into his career. He hits like a fucking freight train. And I have not really seen him drop around yet. So it's hard to say he's definitely going to lose this world no, title fight. No, he's not. It'll be tight as fuck. I just think Daniel Jacobs in New York in his hometown, if he turns up the way he turns up against Triple G, he wins. He wins. But if he turns up anything less than that, I think he could fucking find himself on the floor a couple of times. It could be an absolute rock'em sock'em fight. I think on his day, and Triple G fight was on his day. Yeah. I think fucking he's right up there. He's right up there. Danny Jacobs is one of the best. I think Andre's just done a show on the zone in the US last weekend. It's Jacobs' turn on the zone this weekend. He's got to put on a show. But I just think the difference in opponents is fucking oh, substantial. Massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a real fight. Devlinchenko will come to take off Danny Jacobs' head, but he's got that base of a real good talent, a boxer as well. Mm. I think it's a fucking belter. This could be a fight of the year, I think. Mm. Uh, Copper Box is where I will be this weekend, my friend. Um, I've noticed that your name's not down on the list for the Copper Box, even though that your uh, one to watch this year is, uh, is, is on the bill. What, I'll what? be there, son. Don't you worry. Will you? Yep. Will you? I'll be there. Uh, we're talking about Jordan Gill. Jordan Gill's in action this weekend. It's a fantastic fight for him. He's actually, I'm um, looking at the betting on this, he's actually the slight underdog going into this fight with uh, Ryan Dole. Free the, money, baby. For the uh, Commonwealth Featherweight Championship. You heard it here first. Free money. If you look at the actual bill, though, um, out of all the fights that are on there, it is the one that you would pick out as the most 50-50. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tight, know. tight fight. Listen, on paper, this is a fucking real close fight. You know, obviously, Ryan Doyle, current champion, big win over... What was that guy's name that you you found? You, your prospect of the year? I can't remember his name. Well, now. he's on the bill at the weekend, is uh, Reese Bellotti. Oh, is he, is he the curtain jerker, is he? He is the curtain jerker, yeah. Poor Reese. I'm, I'm sorry, Reese. I'm only taking the piss, mate, because uh, he chose you as your as his prospect of the year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously, it hasn't quite worked out this year for you, but you're back, absolutely, and hopefully it starts this weekend. But obviously, Jordan Gill is what we're here to talk about now. And uh, Jordan Gill will become the new featherweight Commonwealth champion of the weekend. Listen, I know he's had 21 fights and people are saying, fucking, he's hardly a prospect. He's been around for a while, but he hasn't been at this level. He's been on small hall shows. We've been waiting for him to have this opportunity. Seen it the other week with Robbie Davis Jr. Steps up to the plate. Big win for him, British Commonwealth belt. Another guy, another prospect of mine that has been stuck on small small hall shows. Took the opportunity when it came. This weekend, Jordan Gill's big opportunity comes live on Sky Sports. Do not miss it. Have a little bet. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to go for it. TKO between 7 and 10. After the boxing lesson is handed out by my boy. A great opportunity for Isaac Chamberlain as well this weekend. We obviously saw him headline the O2 against Lawrence O'Coley in an absolute stink Stink fest right Mm -hmm. at the start of the year. It was horrible. Absolutely. Now he's back on at the Copper Box. An opportunity this weekend against Luke Watkins. 10-rounder. Go and show us what you're all about. Go and show us what got you to that point. 
at the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah, you're raw. Yeah, you're a little bit inexperienced, but now it's a case of rebuilding. It's a boss fight this, though, because both of them are coming off the first defeat of their careers as well. Mm. Chamberlain and Watkins. Um, I think it's an absolute cracker. At a ten rounder, is it the is it a London Central Area title or some bullshit like that? No, is I don't it? think so. I think it's just a straightforward no. ten rounder. But they're both coming off losses to a mm. to a Coley, um, and that, you know they're both looking to bounce back. Credit to them both for taking this fight. This is what it's all about. Mm. Again, reiterate it. We don't need to see these guys go twenty and zero. We need to see these guys tested now and respect of them both for taking a fight that could actually steal the show. Mm. That fight. That's the that's the for me. That's the sleeper on the card which steals the show. Well, the one that I think. That'll be the best fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Will be between the, uh, te- or the best performance will come out of it from Ted Cheeseman uh, taking yeah. on uh, Asenia Byfield. I really like Ted Cheeseman. I think he's brilliant, uh, and this is for the vacant British title at yeah. Super Welter. I think he'll come through it, Ted. I think he's uh, he's one of those guys that maybe not too many people know too much about, but you will do within twelve months. Yeah, he's very good, very good. And you know what? It's a red hot little weight division domestically. The Super Welter weights as well. There's some cracking fights out there. Obviously, Liam Smith, Liam Williams, and. Uh, our own, my own, sorry, Liverpool's own JJ Metcalf, who are fighting in a couple of weeks. I think they're, are they on the Frampton bill as well? They're on the big bill. Anyway, um, they're all at super welterweight, and Cheeseman's well in that mix with those guys as well. Big chance, obviously, for Byfield to get back in the mix too. Um, that's a cracker. Mm. Is Ryder a title fight? Is Ryder top of the bill? Ryder's top of the bill because it's an eliminator for a world title. Right. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Okay. What? Now, what? Right. Is this the eliminator for the WBA yes. belt that Callum Smith has just won, even though Rocky Fields is the WBA champion? How many, how many top contenders the WBA fucking need? It's the WBA. Now, listen. I met John Ryder at the weekend. Yep. For the first time. This is the first I time like John Ryder. First time I've ever spent any time with him, and he's a funny kid, yep. sweet kid, really like the, what, it, what he's got to say. I actually like watching him fight. But if we're really honest, right at this moment in time, to say that John Ryder is in for a world title eliminator, it does bring, not a mockery, because that's that's harsh, because at the end of the day, it's not his fault. He's got to take his opportunity as to as to as and when they come. Yeah. But as you've just said, Callum Smith is the is what you class as the proper champion. Yeah. Rocky's got the regular belt. Mm-hmm. Why do we need another eliminator for the top contender? For the same belt. Makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense whatsoever. No. Because Callum Smith's the number one WBA champion and the winner of Canelo Rocky Field and will be the number two WBA champion. What 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 Imagine does... this. Imagine what you've just said there, right? Imagine Las Vegas, T Mobile Arena, Canelo versus John Ryder. Yeah. Could happen. Could happen within a year. Yeah. Stupid. They look very alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, if you're looking for the ultimate preview to this show, by the way, I did a crack and sit down interview with Jordan Gill last week up at the uh, gym in Sheffield. We're going to post that on YouTube this week. Wednesday uh, night it'll be on. We're, we're going to post we'll do it, stuff on Wednesday nights. We're going to post YouTube. videos on YouTube on a Wednesday night. Apparently, I've just learned that myself. Um, so don't wait to well get your get your dinner sorted, put the kids to bed, settle in, get onto YouTube Wednesday night and enjoy a bit of Jordan Gill because this kid, I'm telling you now, is going to the top. If you want to watch um, a grown uh, 40-year-old suck off uh, a 24-year-old year old. kid, then... Let me tell you a story as well. Fucking brilliant. Oh, so we're in, he absolutely we're in the gym. Yeah. Is, is that the story yeah, you yeah, tell? Yeah. We're, in the, we're in the gym and Jordan's just got changed and we've just done the interview and everything else. And Jordan says, hey, Dave, to Dave Caldwell, can you take a picture of us? Now, bear in mind, wait, wait, you, you've, you've jumped ahead. You've jumped ahead. What happened was this. I'll tell, I'll tell you how it really went down. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. So Jordan's a sweet kid, right? Brilliant kid. And we're having a good crack. He's chatting to me, chatting to you about various bits. This is all off camera and all yeah. off mic, right? So then um, the conversation came up where Jordan was Nick's one to watch for this particular year, yeah. right? My prospect of the yeah, year. Yeah, the prospect of the year. So they're all having, they're all wanking each other off. And I'm packing the stuff up, right? Bell you then from the other side of the ring went, Oi! Bollocks! You chose Bellotti, didn't you? That's what he shouted. Yeah. And then I cowered into a position thinking, yeah, well, I'm going to have to fucking ride it now, aren't I? I'm going to go, yes, I did. He goes, you fucking idiot! <laughs> and Bell, you just laid into me then for about 20 minutes. <laughs> right? Then, the com- as we were leaving, I said, I need a picture for um, to promote the interview on YouTube, right? So Jordan shouts over to Dave, Dave, can you take a picture of, of, uh, of, 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 of the lads and stuff like that? And then he shouts over to me. He goes, not with you. You pick Bellotti. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And we all fell about the gym, pissing ourselves, laughing. That's it, Peppa Pig style. So he refused He refused to have a picture with me, didn't he? Class. Because, that uh, was so I funny. No, he was taking a piss, but then you see, you fucking seen your ass a bit and went, well, I'm not getting in the picture then. And yeah, I only, did actually, yeah, And you, yeah. did, you refused to get in yeah, the did, picture then. I, <laughs> I said, no, fuck you. I'm going to go on my picture taken with Belotti. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Uh, but I am actually looking forward to being ringside at the weekend uh, and watching him do his thing because he's a very talented kid. Yeah. Watching him um, training with Dave impressed me even more. The speed of the lad is ridiculous. Really, really fast. Very fast. Very snappy punches. And... Um, yeah, man, this is just the beginning for Jordan Gill. There you go. Um, so that's this weekend. Lots more boxing still to come between now and the end of the year. If this is the first time that you've ever come across us, you can subscribe via our website, uh, fightdisciples.com. We're on iTunes as well. Please, if you're on there, write us a little review. It just helps as we are positioned uh, within uh, the iTunes charts. And obviously off the back of that uh, award ceremony that we attended last week, um, welcome to a lot of new listeners. I saw our subscription uh, numbers uh, go through the roof after Thursday night. Uh, with people talking about it. So thank you very much and welcome aboard. Uh, you can get us all on social media as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. YouTube Wednesday nights, where there'll be uh, interviews going up on a week-by-week basis. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.